Right. So, uh, so what's interesting about this story is that God, the creator of all things, cho- chooses to enter into our timeline, into our geography, to dwell among us, and he does it in a humble way. He comes not as a man, which is what some of the creeds of the church say, but he comes as a child. Right, That God became a child. And the purpose for which he did this is so that you and I could become children of God. Because that is actually not our default state. We are all, as humans, made in the image of God. And we are all invited to join God's family and be adopted in. It says this in John chapter 1, uh, verse 10. It says, He, that is Jesus, came into the very world he created. All right, So don't think of Jesus as just this little baby or a soon-to-be carpenter or soon-to-be good teacher. He is the one who created the world, and he enters into the world he made. But the world did not recognize him, right? He didn't come in the way that you would imagine God showing up in humanity would look. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. They were looking for this reigning king to come in and liberate them from the Romans, And Jesus will one day come as reigning king. But the first time he came to earth, he came not to be served, but to serve. And then verse 12, check this out. It says, but to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. And so we see that God became a child so that we could become children of God. And the way that happens is not by us merely believing in this story about Jesus. All right, it's not just in merely believing that God exists. It says in the book of James that even the demons believe that God exists and they tremble. Right, we need to go beyond that. It says that we need to believe him, the things that Jesus proclaimed, the things that Jesus taught. Right, we need to believe him and we need to accept him or receive him as who he is. He was sent on a mission, not simply to teach us to love other people, but to save us because we were in a desperate place needing salvation, right? And so if we believe and accept him, then he gives us the right to become children of God. Verse 13, they are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So God invites us all to become a part of his family. That's what he invites us to do. And he didn't, he didn't just send this invitation from heaven from afar. He chose to come down and dwell among us to live a life just like we do, except perfect. Jesus was tempted at all points, yet without sin. And because of that, he was able to pay the penalty for my sin, for your sin, so that we could experience forgiveness and relationship with God instead of the just punishment for our sins. Uh, the same author, John, picks this up in 1 John chapter 4, one of his short letters. And John was one of Jesus' best friends, and he's writing to the church that God so loves. And this is what he says in verse 9. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. That eternal life is found in Jesus, that Jesus is the solution that all of us needed. And God sending Jesus is a demonstration of his love for us. And it wasn't that somehow we are so lovely that God was right, attracted to us because we were in fact his enemies at the time when he came to die for us. 
It says, verse 10, this is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. All right, so don't believe for a moment that Jesus simply came to to be a good teacher or to be a carpenter. Jesus came to save us. He was sent on a mission, and he is the only remedy to the disease that we all have being sin. He is the only solution to this problem. And it's interesting that God, the one who we had rebelled against, that we had sinned against, he chose to step into our place. The punishment we deserved was placed upon him so that we could be saved. And when when God becomes this little child, his plan for salvation is set in motion and it is cause for much, much rejoicing. And so Jesus came to save us. And once he saves us, then we are equipped with his love to go out and do good works. That it's not the good works that save us, it's God's grace that saves us. Right? Check out verse 11, he says this, Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us, and his love is brought to full expression in us. So just as Jesus, the light of the world, came into the darkness, right, proclaiming God's truth and grace, we too now are equipped with God's light. As we will Right, light these candles in a moment. Right, the candles are not magical. They're not holy. Right, they're just a symbol. But I want to point out that we can have the light of God inside of us when we are equipped with His love and go out into this world seeking to save the lost. The same way Jesus left heaven to come and pursue us. So the last verse I want to show us as the worship team comes back up is in First John chapter five, just a short little ways away. He says this, right? You might ask, how do we become children of God? Right? Right? There's a child that's fine, right? He's loved, taken care of, it's good, right? But how do we become children of God? Because like I said, it wasn't because of our loveliness. It wasn't because we were made in God's image, which is true, right? It wasn't that we did good works and we somehow gained God's grace and favor. It says this, verse 1, everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ, that is the Messiah, all right? And, and when Jesus showed up, it wasn't some new plan that God had. This was the plan from the beginning that had been prophesied for hundreds of years before Jesus came, that we would be able to identify who the Savior was when he showed up, that we could have confidence that this is the guy that we should trust in, right? So everyone believes that Jesus is the Christ has become a child of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves his children too. And we know the love of God's children if we love God and obey his commandments. Loving God means keeping his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. So tonight, I invite you, do not just simply believe in this story about Jesus being born in a manger. All right? Jesus is the creator of all things. Jesus did not simply come to teach us to love one another, but to change us and have us be reborn from the inside out. And that Jesus was the creator of all things. He's worthy not just of our our belief and our trust, but also of our worship and our obedience. I ask you not just to simply believe in Jesus, but to follow Jesus. 
trust in him and follow him and obey him. And it's not hard, right? Jesus did all the, all the hard work for us. His, his commands are not burdensome. It's easy. We just love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And we love our neighbor as ourselves. So if we could cut the, the house lights, we've got a few more songs to sing. And, and I invite you, yes, use this Christmas season to make sure your heart is right with God. All right, make sure that your heart is right with God, that you've trusted in Jesus, you've believed him, and you've accepted him for who he claimed to be, which is the savior of the world. So I'll light these candles and we'll uh, sing some songs.